From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors, with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. everybody welcome in it is the big and wild outdoors we are indoors today uh, it's a beautiful hot steamy day and uh we decided that uh, we're gonna play inside with the air conditioning instead uh, i had a deja vu moment when when was the deja vu moment when when you know by the way that's bill george welcome yes, back I'm, I'm, I'm back in the seat the, just a moment ago about ready to start the show, uh-huh. and Vince is like, where's your headphones? Where's this? Where's that? And all I could think about <laughs> uh-huh. was those poor kids in the sporting clays thing. When you're sitting there just talking to them and say, go ahead, pull. And it's like <laughs> you don't have a gun ready. You're not looking. Oh. And then all of a sudden, you go, and you go, did you, did you? <laughs> Deja vu. Yeah, but, I, I said, who are you talking to? <laughs> I didn't see you. Good morning, guys. I did not see your headphones. By the way, uh, Glenn is not here. Jonathan is not here. So Vince is here. Uh, Vince what Noble up? is here from uh, Living the Water Life TV and Radio Rejects and whatever else he's got on his plate. <laughs> and uh, next to him on his right is uh, Smoking Dean Frazier. Smoking, huh? Smoking Dean Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Oh, man. Down goes no, Frazier. It's funny because I, I had never heard that phrase before up until like a month before I met you. Which mm-hmm. one? Down, down goes, down goes Frazier. I know what it's from now. Okay. You <laughs> yeah. got to remember, I wasn't hey, around in that time. <laughs> and then And then all of a sudden I hear it and then I hear it. Almost every single time I see him. Well, of course you do. It's a good phrase. It fits. It's it works. No, it's bad because you, you got down butt, goes Frazier. That's his, not necessarily a good thing. He got his butt kicked. Muhammad it could Ali. Be. Muhammad Ali let him go. Muhammad mm. Ali let him go when he. Uh, I think Frazier broke his jaw. Didn't he? Didn't he break I, his jaw in that fight? I believe I he did. I, I don't remember. But uh, so, and then of course the infamous Bill George is also back in the studio, fresh off of his trip up in uh, Pennsylvania. Up there in the hinterlands, where uh, it hit a record ninety-something degrees yesterday. I guess you left a little sunshine behind. I left some sunshine <laughs> since I was up there in turkey season. I don't think they had two consecutive days of non-rain, and then I came back, had an afternoon of rain, and then sunshine from there out. There you go, and now they're in uh, the in the highest depths of uh, HE double hockey sticks, and they're hating every minute of you being oh, yes. there. <laughs> does it normally get hot up there in the summertime? I'm it, not a northern person. It, so it does. does. It does. And the difference between being up there with it hot is a lot of times when it's that hot, the air's not moving. And it just is just miserable. And half of those people in Pennsylvania don't have AC. So it's freaking hot. Correct. Yeah. Very, yeah. very hot. All of a sudden, you're putting in a window shaker or something like that, <laughs> just trying to get a room that you can sleep in. Because, like, the house we, we go up to does not have AC. But we do have a lot of those um, little portable units now that, that make life a lot more pleasant in the evening. Sure. Turn it up, stand in front of it, lift your shirt up. <sighs> but I was I was real happy in the, my last two trips up there during turkey season and this, this last one just for a good time with the wife, you know. Um, hadn't done that in a long time. We didn't need AC once. I know, uh, I don't know if it's 
Do they have the cicadas up there as well, up in yes, the northern part? Yes, they're, they're really, really strong right now over by my aunt's house. They weren't so bad in the part of Pennsylvania where we were at, but, like, I guess every 17 years. And it just is a loud noise that starts at daybreak and just keeps on going till sundown. Well, that's, I think, uh, is a, I always thought of it as a southern thing because you know it's going to be one of those hot, non-air-moving, stagnant days when you go out the mm-hmm. door at about 7 or 10 a.m. and you hear going all over through the neighborhood and you're like going, oh no I was saying, you take it for those. granted when the, it's not going on you know you, right like right now you go outside and you're fine and then all of a sudden you know yeah. it starts happening and then it just doesn't stop that was last night at my house i had to go outside I'm like, what is that freaking noise <laughs> they're the har- they're the harbingers of heat i think is when, uh, <laughs> when it happens been speaking of that i I will say uh, 4th of July is right around the corner, and if you're going to be out this weekend, I know we're expecting some showers in the afternoon here along the coast, on the west coast. I'm sure you uh, folks in the interior around Plant City and Lakeland, all that, of course, you'll get it before we do, but um, it's one of those times where I know it's repetitious, and I know we sound like idiots because we're like, yeah, well, we live here, we know, but there are a lot of people that, that live here, but they're not from here. And they don't understand the fact of how important it is on those days like Bill George just described to uh, make sure you're extremely hydrated. And not the day of that you're going to do it. You know, as the military and as the NFL and a lot of other people, you know, prophesied, you know, drink today what you're going to use tomorrow. Because it's at the time, it's not going to help you as much as it does if you're already yeah, hydrated yeah. when you get out there. So you're, then you're just maintaining at all times. So. I was always told that uh, if you're not peeing once an hour, you're not drinking enough water. Yeah. Yeah. That's so what I was li- li- say. <laughs> like literally, you just keep on drinking. Yo, you're not thirsty. Drink some water. You'd you be just the keep worst on doing hunter it. on the planet. <laughs> That's what I was always taught, and I never got dehydrated, never well, worried about well, it. Well, I, think well, that, I think that thing being a Floridian helps you uh, be the best hunter in the entire planet because you can literally get in the uh, tree stand at 7 or 6 a.m. and not get out till 7 and not go once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, That's no. I, day, I drink way too nope. much water. <laughs> Stay perpetually dehydrated, you know, while you're up there in the tree stand. If you're peeing out of your tree stand once an hour, you're in big trouble, boy. Why? Because nothing's going to come by. That's not true. Well, it depends on what he eats. No. Yes. No. I can. I can. Oh, Bill George. Food is not you a problem. Can, you can go pee right in the deer scrape. It isn't going to bother them one bit. It depends. <laughs> uh, scientists have proven that if you are on a, if you have a certain dietary item, if you're a high protein person or something oh, like that, so then if you, you're if you're sucking big sugar all day long, <laughs> yeah, you're fine. If you're, if you're drinking the Mountain Dews of the day, if you're drinking Mountain Dews all day, you're good. But if you know you had a pound of bacon or half a pound of bacon and a steak the night before and all the other stuff, because your um your uh your urine when you lay it on the ground has the same properties as predators. You know, meat eaters and deer and herbivores know that when they smell it, they're like, they're like going, okay, I don't want to, something's over there, you know, freshly, uh, you know, uh, urinating on the ground. So could be a coyote, could be a bear. Okay. BS. Yeah. Not with the urine. Well, it explains it. The same scientists did global warming. So yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know. I know a lot of people who kill a lot of deer. That pee out of the tree stand? I did too. Urine is not. They will pee right out of the tree stand. It does. That does not matter. I've I've done it, and I have actually killed the other excrement. Different story. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where uh, I don't know if it was a gimmick. I think what started that conversation 
was when um, all of a sudden there was a plethora of clothing lines that came oh, out. You know, yeah. all the carbon. The let's you know um, <laughs> cover your entire city. You know, you can't have an ounce of smell coming off of you because uh, you know you'll spook them uh, from miles away and you'll be gone. Whereas, you know, I grew up with a guy, uh, Tom, who used to lean up against a tree with one foot on the tree, one foot on the ground, and one hand on his 308, and the other one with a Marlboro, and a white t-shirt and blue jeans. Hey, let me guess, he <laughs> Killing deer him. everywhere. <laughs> he could kill a deer in the Kmart parking lot, you know, on 94th <laughs> Avenue. I mean, the guy um, never came out of the woods empty-handed and, you know, went through a pack of Marlboros while he was out there, leaned up against a tree in a white, literally a white t-shirt. And that's most people are successful. Hunt the wind. They're going to turn around. Their sense going. I don't care what you're doing to try and cover it. I don't know so much about these little ozone generator things. I've but heard about for, those. For for the most part, I don't care what you're doing. You may minimize it, but this, their nose can smell. Yeah. So well. Well, you're you know, not eliminating it at all. And we've had that discussion here. I, you know, the, the the difference was is that. The only movement that Tom would make would be from his hand around his waist up to his mouth and then back down again. And, you know, his head, you know, turning, looking around, all that kind of stuff. So if you're not frailing around or moving around or shuffling your feet and doing all those things, because I really truly believe I go, I don't understand how he goes out there and kills everything unless it's a curiosity thing that a deer sees a big puff of smoke go by and goes, what, what is that? What is that? Well, there are curious. Yeah, and they're going to walk over and kind of, you know, kind of looking around like, what, what in the world? Bang! And it's over, you know? And, uh, I mean, you know, the old Native American trick where you, you know, you hang a feather on a piece of string and having it twirling in the wind, and you'll have deer walking up to it all day going, what is that? It's so magical. I can't believe that. That is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I just wish they were as curious as a uh, emu or a... Uh, no, I think I'm it's an thinking emu. About that. I'm thinking about, you know, all those little old tricks that people used to use, and I go back to one of the things when I first started listening to the show is about the minnows in a jar. <laughs> putting them that works. That, and it, that and it works. them. Yeah, that, that actually works. I and mean, we had an old guy who told us that one, and he was like 89 years old or something. He not, never called the show before and has never called since, bless his heart. Um, but <laughs> I hope he's resting peacefully. I, But uh, when, <laughs> when he told us that story, I looked at Glenn like, wow, that is a brilliant idea. How, how come we as kids never thought of that? <laughs> you know, you know, putting a bunch of minnows in a jar, a big gallon thing and hanging under the boat and crappie are like, you know. Rushing it like piranhas, man. You know, they're all trying to ding, ding, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're just like, bing, 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 bing. I'm catching them all day. And I just thought that was, that was the greatest idea ever. I literally thought you were talking about putting them up in a deer stand. Well, I mean, we you said something about it. I mean, did, have you ever been up in a tree stand, Vince? Uh, yeah, I have. Really? Yeah, why? Why do you ask that? <laughs> you don't seem like the hunting type. I dabble. He, he dabbles. He's a dabbler. It's like when he uh, during his watercolor. Phase. I don't think he can sit still for that long. Nope. <laughs> See, I don't. I don't usually have to worry about yeah. scent when I'm hunting because I'm just going out shooting pigs, and they. Yeah. I just walk up to. Oh, them. I've been busted. I've been busted by hogs before. I've been busted by more hogs than I have deer yeah. walking, and 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 they'll <laughs> and they're gone. Sound like bulldozers going the opposite you, direction. You have a point there. They... All right. We're going to point it out into a, a direction of taking a quick break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by the good folks out of G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Go get that new one today. 
Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Vince, Dean, and uh, little uh, Billy George down there. Lead singer of the old group uh, Gator Slayers. <laughs> he was a, what was it, a Southern Rock Band, I think it was, Gator Slayers. You were lead guitarist, lead singer for yeah. a while. Let's yeah. hear some chops there, buddy. Yeah, ready? Go. <laughs> hit, that, hit that high yeah. note. I tell you what, I wish I could grow such a spruce mustache. Oh, yeah. Spruce mustache? That's the Magnum P.I. look right that, there. That's, <laughs> that has only been shaved once in my life. Oh, wow. Once. When he was 12. <laughs> was it by accident? No, no. It was it was actually a little later on in life. And oh my God. I turned around. I dressed up as my boss, who was a female. Welcome and- to Mustache Talk. <laughs> <laughs> and I had blonde hair and a red dress. Oh, man. And I really? was not a very pretty blonde. Wow. You, better, you better go back and read that Bible again. I think that's something. <laughs> it's something about that in there. I think there's an abomination clause in there or something like that. Hey, uh, Glenn sent me an email. Wanted to make sure that I remind everybody that the uh, Florida Expo is happening out in Lakeland. It's the great outdoor life field and stream expo series coming up pretty soon. It's July 26th through the 28th. It's going to be out there in the... Uh, Lakeland Center, I think that's the official name now. I don't know. They change it all the time. But um, <clears throat> we're going to be giving tickets away for it. So if uh, you want to win a pair of them, I think we're going to give away a pair next hour. And uh, we have a lot more to give away as we go through the month. So you'll have your chances to win so that you can uh, skip the line, go to Will Call, and phew, go right on in and uh, help uh, have a good time with your kids and family and all that kind of good stuff. T Bone from Bone Collector is going to be out there. The uh, Doc, uh, the Doc Ducks dogs are going to be out there doing their demonstrations out there. Eddie Salter's making his return again. Oh, is he? Yeah, and Misty Wells, a uh, local girl, she's going to be out there as well. And uh, Brian Ferguson, a guy who is just amazing to watch him shoot a bow out there and uh, recurve. So he's going to be out there as well, but. The 3D archery tournament's going to be going on out there and uh, all kinds of stuff like that. So uh, the trophy deer display, everything, if you've ever been there before, it'll be uh, that and more for this year. So we're going to be giving tickets away. Uh, tickets are available online. If you want to go ahead and get them right now, you, you will do the same thing, avoid the line. And, of course, kids uh, 12 and under are absolutely free. They don't charge a thing for kids 12 and under. Which days are that? July 26th through the 28th. Okay. Aren't you going to be there? I, thought I the, am. I just have to figure out when it is. <laughs> <laughs> are you being there with a booth or are you just going? Well, um, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to do what we normally do. Like Jonathan has a whole, I call it a square mile or whatever, section, yeah. of, section of the place. And we generally all try and sit in there together and, and just utilize that space the best way possible. So. They give us a little tiny corner to go stand in and do our broadcast, yeah. so it's all good. Because <laughs> Jonathan literally takes up like one whole entire like row of stuff out there. Yeah, I mean so he goes is out Vince there. Vince going to come work it? I don't know. He I, could. He should. He should be out there handing out flyers for oh, his yeah. living the water life. He TV. I'm sure he could. Yeah, yeah, I mean he could be out there with a Captain Jim out there it? shaking hands, kissing. You know, babies. everybody hands out free stuff. He could hand out sugar cubes. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> you would never, ever, 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 ever 
going to live that down, are you? <laughs> Me live it down. I may never let it go. <laughs> the only way it's ever going to go away is when Big Sugar decides to go and take their uh, their operation down to Haiti or something. And, and they're going to take their football for, and leave. Hey, for yeah. Christmas, I want a shirt that says Big Sugar. All right. All right. I'm just telling you now. And then somebody's going to shoot at you, thinking you're Suge Knight. <laughs> I will Thank not that tan. Be like uh, Suge Knight. He'll go, there he is. Get him. And we got him out. He's got no posse with him. Let's it, get him. Take him now. You laugh, but my wife really loves that nickname. It, <laughs> it, it, it ju- she just thinks it sounds really good. Well, I appreciate it. Tell her thank you for me, I guess. Yeah. You just need to start learning a little rap and... Uh, I mean, you do also need to grow another like two feet, but true, <laughs> true. <laughs> to be Suge Knight, yeah. You have to, you have to. If you want to hear rapping, uh, you should listen to the Radio Reject Show. We had that nailed uh, down the other night. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Dean was doing. He was. Great. Yeah, Dean was so not doing it. Uh, well, speaking of rapping, uh, wrapped up in a bow, the five hundredth Burmese Python was removed uh, this past week. I, you know, I, I heard that number and I thought, wow, that just seems awfully low. It does. It just seems extremely low. When when you think about the the amount of them out there and the you know, uh, the state of Florida and their estimations were in the hundreds of thousands, and you're only you can only find 500 of them. That just goes to show you just how tough it is to go and find those things out there. With uh, you know, you watch Dusty's show, uh, you know, Guardians of the Glades and. Um, you know, he's got spots, hot spots where he can go find these things. And I think these kind of, I don't want to call them, uh, you know, extreme amateurs, but, you know, people who've been, um, you know, vetted by the state of Florida to be able to go out and tromp around out in these places. I don't think they spend as much time or make as much effort as like somebody like Dusty who does it full time. Kind of. Well, thing. I was going to say, I mean, on TV, they don't show him actually doing the resources of, you know, where he's going to do the research going to find these animals. You know, they don't show, they don't get in depth with it there. Yeah. You know, they'll do it, but not as a whole. I mean, they don't realize there's a lot of time and effort putting in to go to try to find these snakes. It, it doesn't seem to me like those numbers are at all useful to, as you said, thousands of snakes out there. How do you and know how that? quick? Well, how do you believe that? Well, because only 500. Think about how many. They're just no, no. In, in how this, do you believe there's millions or thousands? I don't. Or, well, that's at least from their estimations, I should say. From what I've seen from their estimations versus the amount they're saying they're getting, that they're killing, they're going to reproduce way too quickly like in a few years there's no way we can keep up if that's the rate it's going well you look at it uh, if you watch uh, uh dusty's show on there you know uh, you got one that's containing 70 eggs you got one that contains 50 or 40 or whatever this last one that was caught was uh nine foot 10 inches female weighed 20 pounds 14 ounces so uh you know that's breeding size what? and uh, if each one of them What's the mature mortality rate of baby pythons? I would probably say four to one. I have no idea, dude. It's, what the heck? It, it, it's just like a rat. They reproduce way too quick. You can't keep up with that once they get to a certain point. I think that the attrition is probably higher when they're young because you got red-tailed hawks, you got raccoons. If there's anything left, a fish, you know, a, fish a bass, a gator, you know, they're going to take advantage of them. Uh, so I think the attrition rate for them being also a non-native species is probably pretty high when they're small but you know they're worried about the adults that are out there breeding because if um, out of the 40 you know 10 make it or five make it you know that's still uh you know that's a couple of uh breeders out there with uh one to spare you know what i'm saying so um i don't know 
it's one of those things where I, when I saw the numbers, I was like, oh, that's good. That doesn't seem like a lot. It, it just and I'm kind of surprised people haven't jumped on the eating them bandwagon and they, cooking them they up. They have. They eat them. Do Dusty, you want some? They make them. Sure. Do you want to try some? I, yeah. I've had it before. Of course I do. Good. I'd love to try okay. it. Yeah, where'd you get your? Yeah, where'd you get it? I had a a friend who lives down um, down south a bit, and he uh, he knew a guy who had some. When I went uh, hog hunting, he was like, "Hey, I got some python. You want to try some?" I'm like, "Oh, okay, it was good." Yeah, I can work on getting some up here. I I just like meat in general. I I would love to try. Maybe the next wild game cookout. When's our next wild game cookout? Not, not for it's, a while. It's for a while. Yeah, I so, think y'all should do the big and wild outdoors wild game cookout. You think so? I think so. So who's going to supply all the wild game, Vince, in your great yeah, Well, apparently Glenn's Vince. never here, so he can go out and hunt and go get it. Yeah, well, he's out there doing his uh, civic duty today. He's out there frying fish for a big church group today. So, uh, you know, he's out there giving back to the community. Yeah. Can't bust on the guy for Ooh. that. This week. What did he do last week? He did the same thing. He, he worked. <laughs> last, he was on the show last week. Glad you know I'm just giving you grief. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Maybe you should just get down there and go catch us about 70, 80 pounds of python. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I would say, why don't you bring some trout and redfish, but oh, oh, I can't oh, keep any of those. Oh, you can't keep Vincenzo. I can get you some sheephead. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, yeah. What's the quote no. on sheephead? I want some. You want some stingray? Hey, gag's too. open right now. You don't have to go offshore for true. them. I got a little spot, too. I know where it's going. Oh, I'd like to see that. Uh, I'm not going to tell you. Well, I don't need your spots. I was going to uh, go ahead and finish the rest of this Ooh, second story. Second of the day. <laughs> Thanks to the hardworking men and women of the FWC, hundreds of invasive Burmese pythons have been removed from the Everglades and the ecosystem, said Governor Ron DeSantis. We uh, celebrate this significant milestone. My administration will continue to prioritize the protection of our environment, natural resources, and wildlife, which are at the heart of our economy and uh, our way of life here in the state of Florida. So uh, it doesn't look like the uh, python program is going to be in any kind of dire straits anytime soon. So... If you would like to uh, be involved in it, the FWC has designed the Python Action Team to further engage qualified individuals with Python management efforts. Team members are paid for their efforts to survey uh, and for and when possible, capturing Burmese pythons in specific specific areas throughout the public lands in the state of Florida. This one wasn't really caught in the Everglades. It was actually caught on a management area. So it was out on the... uh, Francis Taylor Wildlife Management Area. So I, Which is in the Everglades. Yeah, but I got a feeling that I don't know if these two uh, ladies that caught it were uh, vetted by the state of Florida. I got the feeling by the way they're dressed that they were probably hiking along a trail somewhere and went, oh, look, there's yeah. one of those Burmese pythons. Grab it, Martha. Yeah, and you can't you can go down there. There's a number of wildlife management areas that used to be you can only do, take those pythons during hunting season, but right. they've now opened it up. Now, where if you a, see it, you can take it. So, like we said on the show, it's a be a great opportunity to go out catch some pythons and do some scouting all at the same time that way you know where every scrape every bush every rub everything is all going on out there and uh go back and finish up the rest of the time out there and maybe come back with some burmese pythons even in the winter time just check the roads because they'll be out there sunning we are the big and wild outdoors brought to you by brandon ford great folks go see him today and of course the great and fine folks out at g5 feed and outdoors Rob's supposed to call us a little later. Hopefully we'll get to talk to him. Now what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are going to try to move your feet. You see, I am one 
the mic and I'd like to say hello oh, To the black, to the white, the red and the brown and the purple and yellow But first I gotta bang bang the boogie to the boogie Say up jump the boogie to the bang bang boogie Let's rock If you can do this one, Dean, I'd be really impressed. He doesn't even know who it is. <laughs> oh, that's true. He probably doesn't. He knows. Come on. Uptown, Motown. You have no idea. <laughs> it is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brain, Vince, Dean, and, Big Sugar. Uh, and uh, Bill George <laughs> in the studio. That was a dedication of Big Sugar. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, now, uh, I got to ask you, Bill George, while you were up in uh, Pennsylvania, I know that you did your uh, two little sojourns up there for turkey season. Uh, did you see any more while you were up there? Were they turning around? Yeah. I did not see any turkeys. It was it was amazing to me. Um, some other people had been seeing some with little itty bitty poults, but I didn't see any turkey. Deer still everywhere. I really? mean, deer everywhere. Well, you know that uh, North Carolina had uh, their second highest ever recorded turkey harvest last year. The numbers just came out. And uh, North Carolina is one of those places where if you want to go get one, you're a big Eastern, go right ahead. But when I hear these numbers, I'm like, oh, this just seems pretty low to me. 18,730 birds and 1,478 birds were taken during the youth-only hunting season up there. It just doesn't seem like a lot to me. I think we take more than that in the, in the state of Florida, don't we? I I haven't looked at the harvest numbers in the state of Florida, but you know, I mean, how because, would you know? Because I, just, I don't. How think would we you have know? Them. Because we don't actually report anything yet. Yeah, we don't have a tag system at all for our turkey, so uh, there could be eighty thousand taken out of there, and we would have no idea. And, and for those who you know, we have the only Osceolas in the world, so mm -hmm. you would think we would want to keep track of those or would, better idea how how many are taken each year but i've said it on this show a million for a million years the one thing that actually should have a tag system is the osceola turkey yeah you know deer can come second hogs forget about it but uh turkeys i mean seriously if it's the only place in the world where you can actually get them you really ought to be able to uh so why do we have taxi exactly gators and not the turkeys because federal, of the feds federal versus state you have a a federal CITES tag. That's an international tag that goes with the hide of that alligator. Some Forever. states, some states issue you CITES tags. Some states issue you their own tags. And then if you want a CITES tag, they'll issue you a CITES tag. Don't oh, you have to have you. a CITES tag if you're going to sell it as a hide? Uh, if thing? it goes it out of international, if it goes out of the United States, yeah. If it was going over. So, so some state like Mississippi, they issue a Mississippi tag, but if you want a CITES tag, you'll have to apply to get it. It's a little tougher. So it's better in gotcha. the state of Florida just to go directly and just get the Well, CITES. there's some it. advantage to that because every year the FWC has to track down anybody who doesn't report their CITES tags. That's true. Or return them. Because they are years. accountable to the feds. So if somebody in Mississippi doesn't turn around and report what they did – that's not holding up Mississippi's ability to report to the feds. So there's some pros and cons to it. You got it? Got you it. understand it now? I understand it now. All right. Uh, he don't have to worry about it because he doesn't have any tags. I don't, I don't have any tags. <laughs> no, but uh, I do now. But, Ooh, yeah. and, How uh, many did you get? I, he got his I got two. Orange got, Lake. That is really far away from here. Well, it's not really far. It, it is. It, it, 
in the scope of things, well, for somebody like me, it's not. I'm very not far. saying he has to go to Thailand to get one, but I mean, you know, it to was go drive. What for... I was able to get, really? so I'm glad I got them. And of what was left in round two, there was that in Kenyonsville Lake and Osceola County that might yeah, there, have been halfway decent. Yeah, there was a few places, but I only got picked for Orange Lake. I'm just did glad you apply I got in some. round two, Vince? No, no I didn't. he did not. Did you, did you apply? I had, at I had all? other things I had to take care of. No, oh. he didn't. I actually, I did. He had, I did to, buy, he had to buy groceries. Oh, keep the lights on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got, you know, should I get gator tags or live in the dark for a month? Uh, no, I better just. Uh, my wife will kill me if we don't have electricity. <laughs> now, uh, for Orange Lake, have you done any scouting? Have you gone to the satellite pictures? Have you uh, tried to memorize the lake before you get there? Not yet, but I'm going to. So, how are you, you going to get boat? out? Yeah, how are you going to get on the water? You sold your boat. I am going He's to go out with some friends. Friends. Friends yes. with boats? Yes. Bill oh. George, don't come, I have a, I have a group of people that, uh, <laughs> like, for instance, uh, the, my group of buddies uh, got tags for uh, Peace River North. And so it's the same people. We're all just going to, you know, go out and go gator hunting together. So we got a total of f- four tags between the four of us. Mm-hmm. So... So you're all going to fit in that kayak together? No, no, they, no. They have the they have the boat. They have the means. They've done it before. This is my first year, but we're all going to go out as a group. Yeah. Okay. It'll be interesting. It'll be fun. Yeah. Hawaiian, take, take video of that one. I want to see that. Yeah, I want to see four guys in a Hawaiian war canoe out there trying to uh, get uh, alligators on the Peace River. <laughs> now, are you are you how you how you fishing for? What are you going to use? He doesn't um, know. I believe it's. Rod and reel, I believe. You know. So you're going to do the old snatch and bang uh, effort? You're going to do that? You're not going to peg it? You're not going to try to do uh, a I'm not peg? 100%. I've never done it before. So they say they have their methods. I've been talking to them about it, and we're uh, we're just going to wing it. Well, you have a man sitting to your right that probably knows more about it than <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, as I said, this is my first time getting tags for them or even Well, this would be the perfect opportunity and platform so. to ask a hundred questions. Yeah, if you, yeah. Have, like, uh, if you have any questions whatsoever, he's sitting right there and when it comes to the law or methods or anything else i mean did you not know that you you know you could actually snatch grab pull them up and make your decision later you don't have to take the first one that I you have heard into? that before i okay, think it was you it. who said that no i did not say Wait, that who, somebody i somebody on this was it yeah, well, yeah, hi. I, I'm sorry. This has come up many times, so I forgot exactly hi. who said it. Hi, Dean. I'd like to introduce you to Bill George. Bill George, <laughs> owner of uh, GMB Gator Gear. Maybe uh, you could help uh, our young friend here who seems to not know exactly I, what he's going to be doing when he's out on listen, the war canoe. I have time I, to think. I would like to start a pool. We're going to take an over and under on uh, how many of them get tickets. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, I mean, uh, do you think that would be a viable method if they're going to go out there? Because, you know, the peg system has to be well, monitored. It can't be just yeah. left behind. Or Orange Orange Lake is pretty open. You can, uh, well, I say pretty open. you got a lot of mud and, and stuff out there, but you can snag them there. In the Peace River north, you're dealing with a lot of cypress and cypress mm-hmm. that may be out there and logs down in the water. You may snag one, and he, you may be spending two days trying to get them out from underneath logs and everything else can be done you need to have a long gaff with a hook so that you can pull the line up on one side of the log tie it back off and uh keep working we've done it before so see there's a method to the madness it, it, i tell people the difference between somebody being successful a lot and that is taking care of every you know 
every opportunity you have, you capitalize on it. You know, if the and, hook is still in it, there's a chance to get it. Yes, and I have brought stuff up, cut, cut. I have a saw on the boat. You pull up limbs, you're cutting on them, working to get that line that you done snag that alligator and trying to trying to hold on to them. Because a lot of times, once you get them to settle down, he's sitting there on the ground. You can take the time to pull up a log, cut a line, retie the line back together, and continue working on it. It's you not wanna, like a tarpon. You want to break him in right? <laughs> Throw him on the boat with Chris from Okeechobee. <laughs> That'll break him in real good. <laughs> yeah, that could be a lot of fun for you. Listen, when, when, when he turned around and looked at Vince, if we, if we look like we're going to hit something, we are. <laughs> we're going to do what? Are you kidding me right now, right? We're probably going to hit it. I mean, I also think that I know that when you see it on television and you see how exciting and thrashy and nasty and all that other stuff is, of course, that's all done for dramatic effect. Uh, sometimes when you're out there gator hunting, it's a very calm process. And, of course, you really need to uh, kind of make – there's so much danger in the boat when you're gator hunting that a lot of people don't get that uh, that aspect of it when they watch like you know swamp men or anything else like that because you know you got hooks laying around you got bang sticks around you got live ammunition around you've got uh, you know you don't want the one thing you don't want in the boat is chaos no. because that's when really bad mistakes happen especially well, look at when Captain you got Travis a, he's got the pins in his thumb because he got snagged by a gator yeah hey, because sorry, it's, it's you, real you want there will be a captain on the boat know who that is whatever that person says is the final word don't you know just just remember that everything's going to get you before the alligator usually that hook don't ever leave a hook on the deck of a boat i that i worry more about people stepping on hooks putting their hands down on hooks than anything else that that hook hurling that hook somebody get excited the gator pops up you go to throw it and you done hook somebody in the back of the head that worries me more than the alligator yeah you have to i mean that uh, those big hooks are very sharp and they uh they're made to penetrate an alligator's real tough hide so you think how easy it's it's going through you like butter it's no big deal but bang stick underwater also don't be the guy because the one you want to stay away from is the guy who's in the front of the boat that turns around and goes i know what i'm doing <laughs> That's the guy you go, you know what? You're done. Go get sit back here in the back of the boat for a while. Because those are the ones that usually take the bang stick and go, man, I can't believe I missed. Boom. You know, they forget that it's uh, live and ready to go. And they put it on the deck of the boat and blow a hole in the boat. We had a 45-minute safety session before we even got on the boat. Before we even got on the boat. And you should. And uh, It was great. It makes sense. It makes sense. It's 10,000 times more dangerous than going out and going fishing. I mean, you know, I mean, fishing is... Is, is baby stuff compared to uh, when you're out there alligator hunting. And especially when you finally do hook it and the thrashing does start, then you have to know exactly what you're going to do and what steps you're going to do to get it up to the boat. Forget the hook, man. you got to throw. <laughs> the harpoon? Throw yeah. a harpoon? harpoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. I'd like to see you do that. I did the it. last time with Captain Travis, and Run. I nailed one. Thank I you very much. I would love to see that. Run and gun, man. It's hey, a, the odds of him hitting it were... were were not very good because of how small it was. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, if you'd like a nice big truck, you can go out and get one at Brandon Ford. You can go out and get a big old dually or a crew cab or whatever you want. Brandon Ford is the place to go get your brand new truck or car. And, of course, if you need all your gator supply or anything like that, you got to go see our good friends out there at G5 Feeding Outdoors. 
They got a full line of GNB Gator gear right there, ready for you to go for Gator season. Go ahead and get your stuff today. We'll be right here in the studio. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. It is crazy in the studio during the break. It's, oh. <laughs> I know that Glenn uh, and Bill George uh, dabbled with the idea of events. I was like, dude, you ought to let us set up a camera in the studio. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. It's not a good idea. Not on this show. <laughs> yeah, not I think it's show. a great idea. There's been too many people who've come and gone in this uh, building uh, from... Mistakes made like that. So, uh, no, not going to do that. It is the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors <laughs> with Braden Vince, uh, Dean, and uh, Bill George. We're all in the studio today. Glenn is out uh, doing his civic duty. He's out cooking a bunch of fish out there with his uh, church group out there. Good for him. Uh, poor uh, Jonathan. That kid's going to be worn out and about 50 pounds lighter after all the stuff he's going through with uh, Bluntstown. And then, of course, he's going to be scrambling to try to get back in time to get everything together for uh, the expo that's going to be happening uh, at the end of the month. Which, by the way, we'll be giving tickets away to here in a little while. So don't worry about it. Uh, We'll try to get you in the door for free. And uh, so uh, we're stuck in the studio today, and they're out getting to do whatever it is they get to do. But I, I always wanted to – I know the answer that Jonathan would give me on this would be a yes, but Glenn would usually give me a no on this answer, and I am a yes. <clears throat> but this always seems to cause a bit of controversy. I never know why these controversies happen when hunting season is so far away. And I maybe, maybe it coincides with the fact that they make these announcements in the summertime. Um. Nebraska has just approved uh, mountain lion hunting for the 2020 season. There, uh, I know it sounds like uh, you know a big, great, wonderful thing, but they're only taking eight, so they're only allowing eight permits for the entire state or these units that you're allowed to hunt. You said for. eight, eight ocho, yes, wow, eight mountain lions, which I didn't even know there was one in Nebraska because when I picture Nebraska, I picture big giant deer, muleys, and a few. Uh, um, antelopes prancing along and lots of rabbits, you know, with little bottoms and all that stuff. But I'm like, well, makes sense. Little bottoms? Yeah, you know, the little, you know, swales where all the trees oh, are. There's not in much. the bottoms. Yeah. I thought you were talking about rabbits with little <laughs> bottoms. <laughs> well, they do have. Who's looking at a rabbit's bottom? <laughs> well, if he has a very small bottom, you don't want to shoot it. You want a nice big fat bottom, you know? You want a big fat bottom bunny. And then, uh, then you're all good. But but I guess that, you know, where there's going to be food, there's going to be predators. They're going to come in there eventually somehow. So apparently they've gotten to the point where uh, they need to take a few of them out. And, of course, let the protests begin. You know, I mean, they mean the announcement, and now everybody's, uh, it's eight cats. And when I say cats, we're talking about ones that are as big as, like, Warren Sapp. I mean, we're not talking about your little fluffy kitty kitty that lays on your couch and screams and yells when it wants food. These things, I mean, are capable of taking down a 200-pound deer in a matter of seconds. Well, so you you look, a lot of times you wonder why these things happen at this time of year. It's because this is when all the rule changes take place 
for this following upcoming season. The That's season true. doesn't start that makes sense. in in the fall. The, usually the the end of June, July, that type of time frame is is that cut of the seasons and the rule changes. So that's why you get a lot of these press announcements at this this time of year. It's mm-hmm. not because a it's not hunting season. We're 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 trying to avoid the the big news cycle. It's this is when it happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's it's a lottery system that they're going to do, kind of like our Gator system for that. So uh, it's going to raise quite a few dollars, I'm sure, for the state of Nebraska and their game commission out there. I don't know where the funds go exactly, but I'm sure it has something to do with with that. Otherwise. A lot of people would be upset about it, I'm sure. Uh, you know, it's not going to go to buy new buses in some town somewhere. But uh, eight eight cats for the entire state of Nebraska doesn't seem like an awful lot when they pull about eight cats out of a certain unit in areas of Wyoming every single year. I mean, they they harvest quite a few out of Colorado and, you know, through the Rocky Mountains and all those areas around there. I mean, it seems like they'd have a pretty good chance, aren't there? Like 15 people in Nebraska? <laughs> no, those are all the protesters. Oh. <laughs> all 15 of them. Well, they'll be gone in a week after the buses pick them up and take them somewhere else. But, uh, no, uh, they're still going to do it. They're not going to let that get them out there. Nebraskans are pretty hardy folk, and they're you know they're pretty set in their ways. So I don't think they're going to let that decision be swayed. It's a done deal. And, uh, you know, it's going to happen. So. Well. Are you, you going to put that. in for it, Dean? Would you go out and hunt a mountain lion? Probably not. I don't have a problem with it, but I just don't. I don't know. I don't really have a desire to hunt a mountain lion. I tell you what, it's I, meat. Why not? I you know I'd eat one. I've heard they're delicious, but the, I, they I, are extremely. delicious. I just wouldn't. Um, I don't know. I mean, if the opportunity presented itself, like a shoot, I'd go hunt a bear. But I just haven't had the opportunity you can go to brandon to do that dude they spotted one <laughs> <Yeah>. right there <laughs> not, a, not no. right now in the state no, of florida you no. say like nebraska has it they won't put up we got a bear hunt for a year and then it was like all all heck broke loose and uh yeah. we lost it again so there's some rumbles of people really wanting to push it um because they they realize that you know hey it's not politically right but sustainably, biology-wise, it's it's the right thing to do. And all they're going to do is keep coming after everything. So why are we why are we stopping with the bear? Can I ask the dumb guy a question? Sure. You're good if there's it. a bear in your yard, right, <laughs> and you're, you're in fear for your life or your child's life. Shoot him. Are you you're allowed to take him? Shoot him. Shoot him. Oh, yeah. If I'm out in the woods and a bear comes up to me. You better not be shooting him up the, the Texas heart shot. But, uh, yeah. You, you better ha- you better have something in the forward side of that bear. Okay. Otherwise, you're going to say that bear's a retreat and you're going to jail. It's kind of like the same thing if you were ever going to have to use your uh, concealed weapon. It would probably not be a good idea to have bullet holes in the back. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Oh, that's that's why uh, I always carry a 10 millimeter whenever I'm going out hunting. Because if that off chance, I don't want to sit here shooting a bear with a nine. Listen. The bears, the bears in the woods aren't going to bother you. For well, I understand. I'm just saying that, uh, you know. If, if you're if, in Alaska and you're fishing for salmon or someplace up where you got some other stuff, these Florida black bears, for the most part, are not going to bother you. I, I agree with you, but I'm not taking that chance. I still always take a 10 millimeter. Until, until they get into their garbage and everything else, and then they're just a problem. <laughs> That's I what I was it, asking. I don't think you're going to have to worry about it over there in Seminole. I don't know. No, if no, I got the coyotes listen, for that. I don't I, think he'd make it across the road to uh, without being seen too much. I, I am a firm supporter of anybody 
any place who has protested the bear hunt should have at least a couple bears relocated into their cities and counties just so that they can <laughs> they can help support the Florida population. Sure. Uh, it's just you like know? it's like the people who say that well, why are we killing the Burmese pythons? Why don't we just relocate them? And we go where? to where? <laughs> To, to where, this where is, a, this is the thing is you know if you you can't even take them back where they were because just like gopher turtles they turned around and they decided at one point they'd do a whole bunch of relocations well what they ended up doing is the turtles that they re- moved they ended up having diseases that the other ones and they ended up killing each other due to crust contamination of diseases <laughs> you so we can't you, send them back to their no. country of origin. They won't even allow them to come in there. They'll kill them as soon as they arrive. So it's it, you know whether we do it or they do it. You know it's the same thing with vegetables when they come in from another country. It has to be inspected. They have to make sure they don't have I'm parasites a or anything. Sci-fi movie, maybe like snakes on the moon or snakes in space or something. Like Martian snakes. Yeah. Put them on a plane. Snakes you know? on a plane. You take them. Sure. Part two. I say if we're going to take Burmese python somewhere, we should drop them off in Detroit. Detroit, yeah, to drop them off in Detroit because uh, you know they'll all, Detroit <laughs> because they'll only be there for the summer and then they'll freeze to death in the winter and they'll be gone and you don't have to worry about oh, it. Oh, they'll live in the sewer systems. Oh, that would be awesome. Talk about some great urban snakes legends. Snakes in the sewer. Snakes in the sewer. That now there's your there's your premise right there. Yeah. I mean, we got alligators that are eating worm balls in New York. Remember that old? Uh, uh, they just, did you movie. see the new movie? No, I haven't seen a new movie for the getters alligator. What no. is it called? It's like scared or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a gator, a yeah. brand new alligator oh, movie. It's, the, it's, the gator attacks. Yeah, it's a hurricane gator in attack. Florida, and then there's this giant gator on the loose. <laughs> Bill George, go take care of that, will you please? <laughs> I mean, that movie literally should be 20 minutes long. They just had one up in the river in Pittsburgh. Somebody yeah, had it as a pet, and then it eventually say, got too big, and they put it out in the river. Yeah, remember they found that one in Michigan that was living in a dude's hot tub, and they, you know he had it out there. It's like, well, why? Why, dude? Seriously? Just so you can tell your buddies, hey, I got an alligator in the backyard. They love wildlife. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's all about love. Stupidity. Well, well speaking of love, we're going to, when we come back from break, we're going to talk about how did we stop deer love from happening up in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. How do we stop deer love? We know how to stop muskrat love, but we don't know how to stop deer love. When we come back, it'll be the big and wild deer discussion. It's in hour number two, right? Hour number two? Here we go. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. It's coming up.